they don't have a freaking bank account for if they do get the job to have the, the money go into their bank account. Like there's so many little things that people don't realize they cannot get a job just by the way they look, they will be discriminated against. They won't even get a freaking interview. They won't even, that doesn't even give them an opportunity to get a resume, which requires printing, which requires money, which requires getting to those places. Like mm -hmm. uh, there's so many little things. They can't just go and get a job. Like, Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Painfully Self-Aware. My name's Abby and I'm here today with my lovely co-hosts. Aaliyah. Mackenzie. Uh, my name's Cassandra, and today we are talking about the criminalization of homelessness and debunking misconceptions surrounding it. Oh, basically, actually, let's just start by me telling you guys about my morning. Um, okay, so there's this man who's been living outside of... Maybe I should give some more context. I live in an apartment, a bachelor apartment in Toronto, in a basement unit. Um, and there's like an alleyway that my windows look out onto. So there's this man that's been living basically like outside of one of my windows for a couple weeks now. And the house that is next to us is under construction and you can like get underneath it. There's like a, almost like a deck thing on the upper level so that you can like climb underneath and he's been sleeping there. And yesterday I heard one of the guys who's doing construction on the back of the house come over and basically tell him that he needed to leave, that it wasn't safe, whatever. And he was like, okay. And he got out at the time. And then I guess he was caught sleeping there again this morning. So they called the police, of course. And the police came and kicked him out and he had to take all his stuff out. And he has like three bags of like pillows and you know, his clothes and stuff like that. And he's just sitting outside my window and it's really sad and they locked the thing so now he can't even sleep there anymore which is just fucking heartbreaking um yeah and then so i saw he was gonna leave there was a couple days ago me and holden actually talked to him because we had some empties and a lot of the homeless people in toronto like go around and collect them for the recycling bins so we wanted to ask it's so it's so so hard to navigate i find because like i always want to ask people if they want help but you also don't want to assume that people need help do you know what i like it's yeah, i feel like yeah. it can be a little bit demeaning if someone comes up to you and is like hey do you want these empties like maybe they don't want like i don't want to do you know you what i mean like, yeah you don't, I don't offend, offend anybody. anybody yeah like ever or hurt their feelings like i just want to be helpful so um but yeah anyway so holden's like well i'm just gonna let's just like ask him like he doesn't have to take them if he doesn't want to um because we ha we had been collecting them with the intention to put them out but not in a way that people had to dig through the recycling to get them um and we this guy who sits outside the window he's really nice um and he sings in spanish every morning and it's very fun and beautiful <laughs> um and yeah so oh, as soon as he saw us with the bags he was like yes 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 thank you so much muchos gracias and i was like oh my god i love him so that was our first interaction with him a couple days ago and then today when he saw me looking out the window when he was like getting his stuff together he like waved goodbye so that i was like oh my gosh i'm not about to let this man leave without me talking to him so i ran outside because my plan was to like make him some food or something but i was hoping he'd be here for longer but it looks like he had to get going find somewhere probably easier to find somewhere new to stay um so i just ran out with like a little bit of money to give him and uh yeah, asked him his name he's his name is william and he said that he doesn't really like stay in shelters because there's too much violence and fighting and I'm like, it's probably so peaceful for him to just sleep under that house. Like, it'd be so quiet. He's all by himself. But not anymore, which fucking sucks. So anyways, now I'm just watching his garbage bag of pillows 
outside the window um, while he takes his other stuff, I'm assuming probably to a shelter for the night at least. Um, but he just couldn't carry it all, so I'm about to guard those bags my life. <laughs> so if you see my eyes look up, I was telling Cass, if you see my eyes look up at all, it's because I'm getting ready to fight. So <laughs> touched it a second ago and I like bolted over to the window. <laughs> but then she just kept walking. <laughs> oh god. Anyways, so that was an emotional morning. But I have a home, so lucky me. Yeah. Fuck. Oh man. But it's yeah, awful it's... that they called the cops on their second time talking to him. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like he was so damaging anything. He's, he's you literally would not even know he's there. Like it's not like he's being loud. It's not like he's leaving garbage or like empties or something everywhere. He's literally just sleeping there because it's like an enclosed place to sleep where nobody bugs him it sucks all cops are bastards <laughs> yeah facts <laughs> so, that's the other thing i was watching like ready to like jump in i'm like oh my god and the guy's like why'd you have to call the police and i'm like literally why'd you have to call the police like what is wrong with them uh, makes me so angry the thing i don't understand about people and the way that they view homelessness is like how do you see a homeless person like a person that does not have a home and your first thought is oh my god i'm so mad i have to look at that less than and it's horrible because it's literally just there are people who have found themselves in like unfortunate circumstances and they literally cannot afford to be in like a house it's it's not something you should see as something awful. It's something you should see as, why aren't we fixing this? Exactly. That's the thing is that why is your first assumption to be like, oh, this is such an eyesore. Like, I want to, I don't want to see this anymore. Instead of being like, hey, there's clearly a problem here that we are all responsible for. How can we make it better? Like, how can we make, how can we help these people to have a place to live instead of thinking about, oh, it's how it inconveniences me because now I had to look at it. Like that person literally doesn't have somewhere to sleep every night and you're mad because you have to look at the fact that they don't have somewhere to sleep. Like, I just, <laughs> I can't wrap my head around it. Well, that it stems a lot from people thinking that homeless people choose to be homeless and that it's not just their circumstances that have put them there. Yeah, well, this is the thing when people say um, to just get a job, but also how are you supposed to have a job if you don't have somewhere to sleep at night, to get ready for work, to shower, to keep your clothes? You can't have a job without any of those things. No, because housing is a basic human right. It's literally a physio physiological need. Like, if you look at Maslow's hierarchy, I know, like, we probably all talked about this in grade school and high school. But um, have no, please, what is Maslow's hierarchy? Really? Okay, so, so basically, Abraham, Abraham Maslow, he was a psychologist who basically created this pyramid triangle of needs, quote-unquote, so basically the bottom tier is what you need for your basic human survival. It includes air, water, food, shelter, sleep, clothing, and reproduction. So this is all you need to like live, you know? On top of that is safety needs such as personal security, employment, resources, health. Like these are things that you could technically live without, quote unquote, but it would kill you in the long run, right? 
And then once you get past there, it's just like, um, like more personal things like love and belonging, friendships, intimacy, family. Um, and then it goes on to your more like personal self-esteem, such as respect, status, recognition, strength. And then the top tier is self-actualization, which is the desire to become the most that one can be. But without any of the bottom tiers, there is no way to get up to the top without having housing, air, shelter, food. Like you will not be able to get like anywhere in life and survive and be happy. It is really unfortunate that people say, oh, they should just get a job too, because it's not only those basic needs that you don't have as a homeless person, such as a place to sleep and a place to get ready and everything like that and eat and all that stuff. But you're also lacking transportation, probably, um, because as we all know, vehicles are expensive. And then on top of that, what are you going to put on your resume when you don't have a permanent address? And you probably also don't have a phone number or access to a computer where you can have an email address. So how are they ever going to contact you? Getting a job is not as easy as we make it out to be. The only way for them to make money usually is by sitting on the street with their signs. But we look at that frequently. I've heard people say, oh, don't feed into that. They're just going to go buy drugs or alcohol with that or we're just supporting the problem and stuff like that that is totally insane well how do you expect them to ever be able to afford to go to the library and print a resume without even contributing to their cause and can we also talk about the fact that if you give a homeless person five dollars and they choose to spend that five dollars on drugs well, you gate it's now their five dollars. Like they can spend it on whatever they want. I spend money on drugs. Exactly. Like, like, like yeah. I spend money on drugs and alcohol. Yeah. I'm no different. Like and you know what? Life is fucking rough. And if you know, having spending your three dollars on a you know, can of beer or something from the beer store. Three dollars. I don't even know how much beer is. Clearly, I don't Five drink books. Whatever. <laughs> um, it's gonna make your day a little bit easier, a little bit better. Go for it, honestly. Like in the grand scheme of things, I don't think that they're out here making enough money panhandling to pay rent, especially in Toronto. So, yeah, we need to stop shaming homeless people for buying what they need to survive. I guess, like technically, food not food, technically, like, alcohol and drugs are not a necessity to survive, but when you're living on the streets, when you're living without any sort of shelter, if you've never been in that type of position, you obviously have no idea how they feel, and if you're in, if you're in a place like that without any source of happiness, then yeah, maybe alcohol and drugs would be an escape, and I don't know, you shouldn't shame people for that because you've never been in that situation. And whose fault is it that they're in that situation? Most likely not their own, or at least not 100% of their own fault. Well, this is the other thing too, is that a lot of the time people become homeless because of drug addiction, um, but where? why aren't we giving them addiction counseling or rehab, um, rehabilitation services? Like, then we could prevent this altogether. But at this point, once you're on the streets and battling an addiction, going through withdrawal and not even having a bed to sleep in is also, like, it gets to a point where the drug does become a necessity for those who do suffer from addiction. 
Um, and then there's also the whole mental health factor. A lot of people don't have homes because they struggle with mental health issues. And in Canada, mm, yeah, we have free health care um, for a lot of physical ailments, but there is nothing free about mental health services. Um, and you, there's so many people who like can't even function because of whatever type of illness they have, but there's no way to get help if you don't have the money to get help. Um, and sometimes like mental health issues make it so that people can't work. And then how are you supposed to get a job to get some type of coverage if you're battling this, like, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh my God, it's, it's just a, a vicious cycle. cycle. It's a cycle. And it's like, until we give the people the support that they need to prevent these things from happening, then they're going to keep happening. And it's, you can't blame individuals for this. It's not an individual problem. It's, it's our government. It's our housing system. It's everything. And to, play, to put the blame on this one homeless person that you are angry at seeing in the streets, it is completely unfair. It's completely, it's just horrible. And I was reading that the most common reasons for homelessness are eviction and the affordable housing crisis, which we all are very familiar with because none of us can afford any type of housing <laughs> that is reasonable. And the other thing is mental illness and addiction. So it is absolutely not a choice. Those are all things that just, you happen to be victim of capitalism <laughs> or mental illness and addiction a rich guy comes by the house and charges you a fuck ton of money to live there but has control over when you get how long you get to stay for basically um and if you can't afford it then they kick you out and like so many people in toronto were struggling with eviction throughout covid even though ford was like oh if you can't pay your rent no big deal but then all of a sudden here we are now and some people still can't pay their rent and they're like well it's too late you had some time to figure it out get it together um yeah, and wow, I uh, I actually wrote down that about evictions because not that I knew that they were like the biggest cause of homelessness, but um, just that we are all so much closer to being homeless than we are to ever being rich. Um, and like personally, um, we've talked about this before, but I grew up very low income and like I've seen eviction notices before on my front door. And like we have had times where we went without hot water and had to fucking boil me and the F word and had to boil water on the stove to fill up the bathtubs. Like when I was a kid, this is stuff that I have experienced before, but I have never not had a roof over my head. And like, I swear that is why I've been able to make it as far as I did, because at least I always had a place to sleep and I always had, you know, a mom who loved me. And I really think those are like the staples to being able to get out of any type of situation that you're in. And some people don't even have that. So how can we ever expect them to be able to achieve social mobility or get themselves out of yeah. the situations that they've been put in? I was thinking like people inherently, I think that we all know that we have a like the smallest chance ever of becoming like a billionaire, right? We have the smallest chance ever of just becoming rich and I'm wondering if that the reason that people look at homeless people as if they're like less than us is to make ourselves feel better about never reaching that goal of being rich. 
it's so much easier to shit on the people below you than it is to get mad at the people who have power over you. Like, homeless people don't have any power. They can't, you know, I mean, they can't do anything to oppress us. Um, all we can do is complain about how they're lazy and, oh, they're the ones, you know, get, collecting money from the government and they're the ones, you know, taking up all the resources, whatever. When really, they are not your enemy. The billionaires are your enemy. We are so much closer and we have so much more in common with people who don't have places to live than we do with people who own the places that we live. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. I know. I feel like two of those things, housing and mental health resources, could literally end homelessness. Okay. Like if you give all of them homes and resources to help them there wouldn't be homelessness like that's how finland quote-unquote solved homelessness they oh, yeah, I basically fixed their housing situation mm -hmm. they, they gave everybody affordable housing and they quote-unquote fixed homelessness like obviously like obviously um all these people that were previously homeless they still need like you know mental health resources and like actual jobs and stuff but mm -hmm. apparently Apparently, Finland has given everybody affordable housing, which is the first step to solving this crisis. Yeah, and they actually realize that it costs them less money to do that than to actually have them on the street, which is like a fact everywhere. But yet, countries yeah. just like to ignore that and we pretend like it's to... not real. Like, imagine if we put all the money that go towards anti-homeless, um, what do you call it, the architecture into oh. affordable housing because oh my god that is a different type of evil no it makes me sick to my stomach like how do people you you know what we're talking about? oh like, at first i was like yeah like i was like it'll they'll put like a, a bar in the middle of the bench so it's like two separate seats so that you can't sleep on it they'll put spikes even, like, on the ground so yeah. that you can't sleep in yeah. places like, I, I haven't even seen, like, though it to those, like, great lengths in person, but even, like, small things, Abby, about, like, the TD um, outdoor banking, um, like, they, how they used to have, like, where you can go inside and it's, like, a room, and, like, a lot of homeless people used to sleep in there during the winter, all of a sudden it's gone, and now it's just a, mas a machine outside because they don't want them sleeping in there, like, that is freaking violence, like, you're taking away their home. Literally. Like, where are they going to go? Well, this is the whole thing with the guy who lived next to me that got kicked out today. Where is he supposed to go? Like, he was saying, yeah. oh, this guy, the construction guys are claiming, oh, it's not safe for him to stay there. But, like, they're not demolishing the building. They're, like, working on some roofing thing at the back. The place that he's staying is not even near where they're doing construction. Like, I swear it's all just, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know. Because they only care about freaking protecting property. Like, it's literally in our laws. Like, the Ontario Safe Streets Act outlaws panhandling, going and squeegeeing someone's car, being in a place you're not supposed to. They can literally just go and take you to jail. That's why so many homeless people have records, because it's literally in the law that you can discriminate oh against God. them. Yeah. And then this goes back to the whole getting jobs thing. How are you ever supposed mm -hmm. to get a job if you have a criminal you have record? You and have your a criminal, criminal record, record is because you had nowhere to live and you were just trying to get money. Like, yep, it doesn't make any sense. It's, it's so, there's it's a it's, like we said, it's a cycle that you cannot get out of mm -hmm, until yeah. the system is fixed. 
My yeah. jaw has dropped. I am in shock over that law because I had no idea that that was a thing. I, yeah, I learned about it in my criminology class and I was in shock because I remember being young and having them come up to the car and wanting to wash down the car. And then now I'm learning that's literally against the law. Like a cop could just take them away and, and give them a freaking record for that. And they just because they're trying to make some money, like. Homelessness has hugely become criminalized. Mm-hmm. For no apparent reason. My God, how are you going to tell someone that they are being illegal for something that they physically, like, have no capacity to fix? Yeah. Go get a house, but we're not going to give you somewhere to stay, and we're going to make it super expensive. Like, I live in a 200-square-foot apartment for $1,400 a month. Jesus Christ. Like, like, fuck, are we in New York? Or like, like, are, uh, like, where, I'm just wondering where exactly they expect people, these people, like, you know what I mean? I had no like, idea your rent was that much, especially for a basement apartment yeah. in Toronto. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, okay, that's, I mean, me and Holden split it, but that's also two people living yeah. in their feet, just so we're all clear on that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which is, like, not a lot. It's crowded. This is the other thing, too, that I know people love to say is, like, because, for example, right now we're talking about rent in Toronto, and obviously there are a lot of homeless people in Toronto, and an argument that I've heard is, like, oh, we'll go somewhere where it's cheaper to live. But you don't understand that when you're homeless, you're not going to go to, like, little rural, the little, like, you know what I mean? You don't want to go hang out in the country. Like, then there's absolutely no one for you to. Yeah. No resources whatsoever. If there's no resources in the city, why would there be resources in the country? In buttfuck nowhere. Why would there be resources (laughs) for them there? Sometimes there's, like, places to get warm here. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Because there's definitely less buildings there, so less shelter. So... And the other thing, too, I don't know the facts on this, but I would imagine that people who are coming to be tourists in Toronto are probably the ones who are giving them more money than the residents. Well, that was something that um, created that act. Because the safe streets was partly like when tourists come, they wanted the streets to look nice. And like having tents and having homeless people walking around didn't look nice. So they literally put that into law so that they can make it legal to just sweep these people out. And so that the streets could look clean and basically just hide the people who are struggling from people who are coming into our country. And pretending like, oh, we're such nice Canadians, but really we're freaking shoving our homeless people as far away as we can. Hiding things that the states are. Like we are just as bad with some of these. Yeah, we are. I um I did this uh like I worked for this uh affordable housing organization during uh, school a couple years ago. And one of the things that we talked about was the Junos were held in London, Ontario. Is that what they were? Or, no, Teen Choice. I don't know. Some type... Was it the Junos? I don't know. Junos is in Canada, yeah. Yeah, okay. So it could be Junos. Okay, so I think it was the Junos that were held in London, Ontario. And just a little while before that, I guess, the city was given, like, a million dollars to go towards affordable housing or to help with homelessness. They put it towards the Junos. They put it (laughs) towards putting these homeless people in hotels for the weekend that the Junos were going on. So that tourists wouldn't have to look at them. They spent the million dollars putting homeless people in the hotels for two or three nights so that people coming to the city to see the Junos wouldn't have to see the homeless people instead of building any type of infrastructure or anything that could actually make a lasting change. It was, hey, 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 no, we just want to get rid of this eyesore for the weekend and then forget about it again. One of the most disturbing things I've ever heard. 
and you want to talk about how, oh, all of our tax dollars are going to this, that, and the other thing, maybe actually figure out where your money is going and advocate for some more fucking It's not going to them. Like. I promise you, these people are not the ones taking your money. The people are yeah. just handling it. The people who are handling it. I hear a lot of old people saying they get mad over these they get mad over these things because they're like, oh, are all of our money's going towards that? Like, why would I want all my tax money to go towards that? And I'm like, it's not, first of all. <laughs> Your money's yeah. going to the goddamn government. <laughs> exactly. If it was going to them, they wouldn't be where they are. Was that people are so confused, as we were saying, about, like, who they're supposed to be mad at. Like, I, I got my phone For because sure. I this morning. This guy that I follow. One second. I don't know how unemployed losers are making more money than people who work every day of the week. Fucking annoying. And I... <laughs> dude, I hear you. Because when I was on CERB, I was making way more money than I am now working. However, that is not a oh, the people on CERB problem or the people on unemployment problem, that is a, why the fuck isn't minimum wage more problem? Why yeah, am I minimum wage working? This is on, this, you're mad, once again, at the wrong people. Get mad at the people who are paying you too little, not at the people who are just trying to survive like you are. Exactly. Also, pandemic, like, uh, it's always been messed up to get mad at people who are unemployed, but it's even more messed up right now. Like, people don't Yeah. The cho not everybody has the choice to work even. I was reading that most people who lose their housing is because of job loss or underemployment. So just not enough hours, not enough money. Which is just so reassuring of that idea. I'm not sure what the rules are. Can you even get CERB if you're homeless? Or do you need a home address? I don't know. I, you wouldn't be able to yeah. at all. You definitely yeah. counted as somebody who was like claiming it fraudulently because yeah. the whole thing is to get served. You had to have worked for at least five months prior or something like five months yeah. this year or something like that. You I think you also needed to make a minimum of a certain amount of money the year previous. Yeah, exactly. Mm, yes, 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 yeah. It's like people, for example, people who are on welfare can't like transfer over to serve. They're not about to start giving those people mm -hmm. enough money to actually survive off of. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love that we all of a sudden have all this CERB money um, <laughs> come a pandemic, which is, which is nice. But at the same time, where was this money for the people who are constantly struggling like people are struggling yeah. now? Mm -hmm. you no, know, this is another thing that I can kind of speak to. So, like, people always say, oh, you know... Um, like people on welfare are just like doing nothing and they're like balling out, but it's like people have no idea how small amount, how small of an amount of money that is. Um, so, you know, I'm just freaking airing out all my laundry on this episode and I just <laughs> fucking shit on me for being poor. I, I don't care anymore. Uh, so I grew up on uh, social assistance and, um, we got after rent was paid for the month and hydro, there was $400 a month left over for my mother and two children. So I don't know who you think is balling out, right? but that is like enough for groceries to last a couple weeks. And then at the end of the month, the fridge is just empty for a while. So like, I promise you people don't, it's not fun to not have a job. It's not fun to be on social assistance or welfare or anything like that. Um, that isn't anybody's goal. Nobody's goal is to live barely being able to survive. Like, yeah. And it's not like these people have been getting, you know, two grand a month to live off of this whole time. They're not even getting that now. While uh, people who, you know, had worked before are considered to be more worthy of 
sustainable life, I guess. Yeah, I know. I feel like people who look at people on welfare as like they're on a free ride are the people who are the furthest away from that kind of position because they just have no freaking idea. Like, why is it that you're looking at them like they're on a free ride, but not looking at people whose money has been passed down their line? Like they're on a free ride. Hello, they didn't work for their money either, but there's this common misconception that if you have a lot of it, you must have worked some someone down the line, even if it wasn't you, your grandfather worked hard. So that means, I don't know, you've worked. Like, why is that? I don't get why no one looks at that <laughs> as an issue. Wealth. Yeah. But when a family is unable to accumulate generational wealth, it's like, it just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. I think that also falls into another topic of people thinking that they're somehow immune to homelessness and Oh my God, yes. And that whole entire area of life that a lot of us don't experience, albeit, but at the same time, we are all so close to falling into that. Yeah, we are closer to being homeless and being a billionaire. Wake the fuck up. <laughs> It'll never happen for us. Like, I people walk around looking down on homeless people all the time, yet they're like, oh, I could never tomorrow. be that. Like, you I could, could be done never tomorrow be if your job decided to replace you because they fucking felt like it. Hmm. Or your landlord decides to evict you. Yeah, I feel like also, too, a lot of um, homeless people don't have a lot of family, like, supportive family. Like, I think mm-hmm. that's also a big thing. A lot of us are so close to homelessness, but we have a family that, like, has all these, like, resources that can help us. They don't have that. So it's like we have that one extra buffer before mm-hmm. we get there. So we're still in that, like, you know, space. But then they don't have it. So they go- they had to go there quicker, you know? They didn't have anything to prevent them from going there. Yeah. Like, this is the thing is- with people who have, like, families with money. It's like, okay, so let's say, you know, your family has money, but you yourself are poor. At least you still have the opportunity opportunity to you know ask someone to borrow money i'm not saying that's mm-hmm. a good feeling but at least yeah. there's something there whereas like the other option is there nothing mm-hmm. yeah i was gonna bring up um i know uh not is it the majority i i know a lot of homeless people tend to be lgbtq plus especially trans mm, individuals yep. if you are a young person in your late teens or early 20s if your family is not supportive of your sexual identity or gender identity and you are kicked out where are you supposed to go like it's so much harder for those individuals because they don't have a supportive family because they don't have their own resources they may not even have money because they're kids there are different factors that go into this it's not black and white and obviously it's not a choice yeah And that's the thing, too, if you get kicked out when you're a teenager, you know, young for something like that, or for for any reason, it only, like, it only starts you in that horrible position so much earlier. And then once you're there, it's so hard to get out. Yeah. Like, people just don't even realize that, like, we start so much ahead of these people in the race. Like, oh, God, it's so frustrating. It really is. I think a lot of people also think that there are adequate services for these types of people. Oh my God, yeah. Well, why don't you just go to see someone or go and get help with your addiction and stuff like that? But it's 
that's not the case. We don't fund that stuff. Exactly. Well, this is the thing too, is like so many people would just be like, oh, we'll go stay at the shelter, you know? And like, like my friend said, it's not a fun place to stay. Like not everybody. Yeah. That's the thing too, is that these, not everybody who's homeless is going to be the same type of person. Everybody's coming from different backgrounds, from different exactly. whatever. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like for yeah. example, this man who's been staying outside my window um, speaks mostly Spanish. So I don't know where he's from. True. Maybe it's hard for yeah. him to communicate with other people in the shelter. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, maybe he's an immigrant. So he's going to have different experiences than people who exactly. have been here forever. Or yeah. what, you know, also mm-hmm. like, you know, you might have to deal with racism in shelters. Yep. You to deal with mm-hmm. sexism. Oh, well, I guess they try to keep them mostly male. And oh, female. yeah, male. Yeah, but yeah. You, but, you also mentioned like violence in shelters as well. Let's say a young trans woman is in is trying to find a shelter and they don't have the funds to like physically transition people may see that be like you're not a real woman you know even though Mm -hmm. you know they are they are a woman but because like i don't know for some reason people might not see them as a woman and they may face more danger like they may face more discrimination and more violence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or they 100%. Even, I, I would assume they may even be forced to stay in like a in the men's shelter. shelter. Yeah. yeah. So unbelievably dangerous. Yeah. Um, Prisons do that. Yeah. Oh my God. Prisons yeah. I watched that. a documentary <laughs> of misconception that there are a ton of homeless shelters. Another thing I learned in that class, there's literally like two in all of Toronto. Like, and it's because they, every time they have tried to put more homeless shelters, it keeps getting denied. People who live in the area are yelling about they don't want it. And I understand you don't want it, but if you don't want it and the next person doesn't want it, where is it going? Yeah. Nowhere. And then there's nowhere for them to go. Yeah. So they cannot go to a homeless shelter if they live on all the way on the other side of the fucking city and there's only two or there's only one and they're concentrated in another area. How are they supposed to get there? They don't have money for transportation. Like also there probably isn't even beds open. That's the yeah. other thing. Half the time, they can't even get beds. And this was something that happened. Was it? It was last summer we had Tent City in Peterborough, right? So last summer, um, some I think two of our one of the bigger homeless shelters in Peterborough had to close. I don't even remember why. I think that they were supposed to have re- renovations or something, something or like something that. happened yeah. where they had to close for an extended period of time. I think longer than they had expected. Yeah, so basically there was, like, the entire summer, and I think through until, like, October or something of 2019, um, there was homeless people staying in a lot of parks in Peterborough, and specifically on this, like, one main lawn um, in front of a church, and people were so mad. Like, it was, like, every other day there was a new article in the paper about, like, this person's complaining about this intense city, and, like, oh, the na- the- there was, like, a bi- apartment building across the road that I guess a lot of elderly people lived in, and, you know, they just love to complain about all these, apparently, hearing screaming and whatever from Tent City. And it's, like, half the time, I don't even think these complaints are real it's just people are like oh i just want to get rid of the homeless people but once again where do you want them to go they have no homes the shelter is closed i don't understand like what and they're just staying in tents like it's not like like how ironic is it too that like at a church they don't want them like the place is supposed to be full of love and you're supposed to love everyone and help everyone and Uh and then there's these freaking people take them in then when you brought up that they had planned to put some homeless shelters in mm-hmm. and they got denied. So yeah. 
last year I started a club at my school for social issues. Oh, cool. And You're so cute. We, <laughs> <laughs> we got on the topic of safe injection sites because they had been planning to put one in downtown Oshawa because it's a really prevalent issue there. And it got denied repeatedly. And it's just because all the citizens repeatedly tell them that they don't want it in their backyard. They don't want it by their house. They don't want it by their children. They don't want it by their schools. It's always a different excuse. But in reality, it's just that they don't want to see it. They don't exactly. want to see homeless exactly. They don't want to see any type of things that we need to actually kick this issue in the butt. Yep. I'd mm -hmm. say, I'd that's why. why. Yeah, literally. If you don't, if, no, guys, if you don't think about it, it doesn't exist. If you don't exactly. think about homelessness, it doesn't exist. You guys see the thing where there was like those, um, it was like an outdoor dining place under some bridge in Toronto where a bunch of homeless people used to stay. And they were like those big bubbles. And it was like $1,000 or something to dine in one of them. What? And, no, um, was that in Toronto? That. Yes. And it was like a place where like homeless people used to live, <sighs> yeah. like, live in their tents. And then oh they replaced it. Like talk about gentrification. Oh my right? God. I was just about to say yep. that. Like, I think the amount of anti-homelessness that we're seeing, I think a lot of people don't see. And they don't think it's here. They think it's, oh, you know, that's in New York City. And that's true. LA and whatever that's like it's not here I think that we a lot of the time just pretend that we don't see it here it goes back it kind of goes back to that whole thing of like everyone thinks that Canada's just better <laughs> at dealing with these types of things than like let's say the states Canada Canada's awful with racism it's awful with like uh, discrimination against indigenous folks like we are just as bad but people don't want to accept that <laughs> yeah oh my gosh also indigenous homeless people mm -hmm. i was just thinking that too yeah. yep like that's a huge problem and how on earth are we really not providing homes to the people who were here before we came and colonized the place like are you serious nothing is more evidently our fault than that yep and we choose yep. to let it happen and not fix it i mm -hmm. I sent you guys in the chat the article of the glass domes, the posh, posh dome, dome restaurant. They call it a luxury dining experience in a highly unexpected setting. You mean a luxury a highly, dining experience in a highly inappropriate setting, right? They'll just fucking put a damn restaurant anywhere and be like, oh my God, look at this cool hipster fucking spot. Like, yep. no, uh, that's someone's home because you refuse to give them a home. <laughs> Literally, it says uh, uh, the pop-up restaurant where diners enjoy a three-course meal inside heated glass domes opened beneath Toronto's oh, Gardner Express. So they when... get heat. They get heat so while they have dinner. But the yeah. people who are on the street every single day, they don't ever get heat though, right? What was it? Yeah. Some 1,500 people make... died from freezing to death last winter or something like that in Toronto. But uh, <laughs> we can eat outside in a heated dome. And Sorry, I said it was $1,000 to eat there. It's actually uh, $149 um, to rent the space and then an additional $99 for uh, dinner by Top Chef season four winner, Renee Rodriguez. <laughs> oh my God, Ew. I can't. <laughs> My body's getting hot because I'm getting angry. Like, I'm actually starting to sweat. Like I know. I'm actually going to say my hands are really clean. I was in prison at some point, I think. 
Yeah, I mentioned. Should we talk about trans? Yeah, I mentioned like trans women, trans women in men's men's prisons. Right. So I wanted to just loop back around to the thought of prison itself and how we were talking earlier about homeless people getting a criminal record and then not being able to get a job. I also wanted to touch on an extension to that. I've seen a lot of cases where homeless people will go commit petty crimes just to get into prison so that they have a roof over their head and food in their stomach. Yes. Also, Imagine a society where people want to be in jail to get Because it's better resources. than your living situation outside. Because they'll well. give you money there. Like, yeah. not money, but they'll give you your basic necessities. Which like, how can we be proud of a society like that, that forces people to go to such great lengths? We've gotten into the whole drugs topic a little bit, but I just wanted to touch on the myth or the misconception that all homeless people are druggies and addicts because you also hear that a lot when mm-hmm. people talk about homelessness. Yeah. And just the fact that um, a lot do, but a lot isn't everyone. A lot of us also do. Exactly. A lot of the general population has substance abuse disorders. And yeah. we just don't talk about it because we're still working or we're still having a house over our head or whatever. But we have to talk about homeless people having an addiction for some reason. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people, too, use um, drug use as justification to like blame them from for the situation that they are in now when a lot of times it was other things that brought them there and drug use came after as a means to cope but people love to say oh no they were druggies that's why they're gone no mm-hmm. the drugs came after to cope and you would be doing the same exact thing if you were in their position and every single day you had nothing to do you had to beg for money maybe mm-hmm. even sell your body for money and they're doing drugs to freaking cope so i don't know how you can judge them on that Half of us can't, not even, not half of us, but a bunch of us can't even cope with our privileged life. Yep, exactly. We would not be able to last a second in their shoes, like, ever. We have the audacity (laughs) to judge them and the life that they're in. Yeah, no, I think about that all the time, that, like, I could not last sleeping on the streets. That's so terrifying. What do you do? You sleep while people are walking around you and you just hope that nobody hurts you. I can't, I honestly can't. I know, even as a woman, as a woman woman to just walk at night. Well, this thing too is how we were saying about a lot of homeless people aren't even drug addicts. Like some of them are single mothers with children having to stay in shelters, having to find places to stay. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that is not a choice. They are just trying to do the best they can with what they have. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, that's coming out of some sort of abusive or domestic abusive yep, relationship a lot of times yeah and those people don't need to be shamed when they're already doing the best they can to escape horrible situations like mm-hmm. um yeah that's we just need to have more compassion and more empathy towards people yeah definitely we are we are all humans we are, we could all find ourselves in that type of situation tomorrow yeah. in the next mm-hmm. hour like you don't know what happens a lot of it is yeah. circumstantial so to keep putting these types like to keep putting homeless people down and just ruining their lives further it's it's awful it's yeah. awful just have just have some compassion and empathy and you know keep fighting to break down capitalism and <laughs> <laughs> I mean like home is my favorite place in the whole world even even 
in the shitty homes that I have lived in, they have still been my favorite place. You know, after a really hard day, there's nothing better than getting into your own bed in your own bedroom. It's your sanctuary. And the fact that some people don't have that is like mind boggling. And yeah, I mean, just we need universal housing. Like it's a housing should be a human right. I don't understand why, you know, in a first world country, we have these issues and refuse to fix them. That's another thing too, is that people love to go on their little mission trips and help mm. poor people in other countries. Oh, yeah. Oh, that is a whole other topic. <laughs> yeah, sorry. We can, that can be another episode. Stay tuned, because we're going to talk about that. And yes, I went on a mission trip. And yes, I feel guilty about it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That can be our ending. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Painfully Self-Aware. Until next time. Bye. 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 <laughs>